Welcome to the Not All Love and Life podcast. My name is Romy Moreno, and today we have Sandy Fernandez. She's an author, financial consultant, clairvoyant, and energy light worker. She's also the president and founder of Karmic Currency. Welcome, Sandy. Hi, Romy. Thank you for having me. I'm Thank so excited. I'm so excited to meet you. It's funny because we've been following each other on Instagram for like two or three, maybe three years. I think longer. And we've never met in person till today. Your profile has kind of been coming up for me and like reach out to her to come on the podcast, reach out to her. And I've kind of been putting it off because I had like everybody booked already till, you know, pretty much October. And then someone canceled on me and I'm like cruising through somebody's um, shop, Despojitos shop. Uh And I see your book in there and I'm like, okay, I got it. I got the message. I'm reaching out to her right now. (laughs) This is what we're doing. Listen, the universe sends the signs and you can ignore them all you want, but eventually you're going to pay attention. Yeah. And and it's paying attention and just being like, okay, I get it. Here we are. <laughs> exactly. Following the signs is important. Yeah. You know, a lot of people dismiss it and then they miss opportunities. You never really know what the universe is trying to put in your face and why it keeps sending you that signal until you actually go and move forward and do something about it. Right. So why don't you tell me a little bit about what it is that you do and what you help people with? So, oh, what do I do? I do so many things, right? Like as women, we do a million and I one things. I'm, I feel like a Whitney Houston song, like I'm every woman. Because I'm like, what do you want me to do, baby? No, like I understand <laughs> because it's so funny when people are like, oh, so what do you do? And I start going down the list uh-huh. of everything that I do, and then I forget some things, and I'm like, oh, and by the way, I also do this. Oh, and yeah. by the way, I also do this, and I'm like, fuck, I need to yeah. get this shit together. That's a lot. That's mm-hmm. a lot. So now, what I what I figured out is, you know, just being able to summarize everything that we do, which is really now business consulting, business coaching. So helping small business owners um, really be able to get their finances in order, but at the same time, helping them understand their energy and where it is that they want to be, where it is that they want to get to, and where it is that they're blocking themselves from moving forward, especially when it comes to money. Money is probably the biggest trigger and the biggest block for most people. And it's the place that everybody avoids. You just, everybody stays away from it for the most part. They don't want to deal with it. They don't want to look at it. They don't want to face it. And those are all energetic blocks. And if you want to help your business grow and you really want to take that business to the next level, well, you can't get it to the next level until you organize your finances and really look and see what's going on. So you can't just avoid all the time. So that's pretty much like the work that you do. You help people like with their finances. Mm -hmm. You also... You, I like that you you incorporate like the spiritual aspect, yes. of it, which is everything, mm-hmm. right? Because not a lot of financial advisors do that. No, <laughs> no, they really don't. And that's what's so beautiful about the concept. And when I started my company, um, was you know I was twenty two years in banking and finance, and then about you know, somewhere in that journey, about 10 years ago, I became a yoga teacher, I became a Reiki master, and I started really diving more into my own spiritual gifts, which were really kind of pushed down because in banking, that's not something that you can just be like, you know, oh, you know, I got a weird vibe about that. Not the vibe. Even though, right, even though they do have in banking, it was called banker's intuition, which typically if one of my employees or somebody came to me and they're like, something feels off, then immediately I would be like, go with it, trust it. Like if you wanted to get me to shut up, it was that like just something feels weird because a lot of times we have those feelings, but you can't put your finger on it. It hasn't manifested or it hasn't realized just yet what it is that's happening. You just have to really trust your gut. But once I started the yoga teacher training and really started diving into the chakra systems, I started seeing all of that with my clients at the bank. 
And then I was really able to connect all of that. And it made so much sense when I was seeing, you know, like who, you know, who the people were, did they want to talk about money? Did they not want to talk about money? Did they, you know, did they spend, did they save, you know, what was, what, what was the difference between like the super freaking rich and the super poor, you know, and a lot of it was mindset. A lot of it was the scarcity versus abundance and the actions and, you know, the beliefs and the thoughts. And then of course the energy and your environment, I mean, so much more goes into it, but yeah, connecting it to the chakras was very powerful. So you were able to do this just by pretty much observing your mm-hmm. your clients. And what was that moment that you're like, okay, this is pulling me in this direction? Like, because nobody, I don't feel a lot of people do what you do. No. So it's, it's really fucking cool. Yeah. First of you. all. <laughs> and second of all, it's just like coming to that, you know, aha moment. Like this is, this is calling me to go a little bit deeper in this direction. Well, you know, like I said, I always had these spiritual gifts, but I had to really muffle them, you know, or quiet them. And especially at work, you know, in, in banking and male dominated industry. And, you know, again, very numbers, very analytical. There's no space for, for woo and intuition and magic. Um, but there were a lot of different things that happened. But one of the most interesting things I would say is when I started the yoga teacher training, I was already familiar like with the chakras, but when I really started learning it even more through the training, they said specifically that only the root chakra had to do with money. And that's what they teach you. But I'm sitting there going, uh, no, <laughs> no, that's not right. And I remember that when I brought that up at the yoga teacher training, everybody looked at me like I was crazy. And they were like, no, it only has to do with the root chakra because that's your scarcity. That's your, your need for survival and, you know, your connection. Your right. Mm-hmm. You know? And I was like, no, there's so much more than that. You know, the second chakra has to do with sex, but it also has to do with passion and pleasure and creativity. And how do we, not only as women, but, you know, your male listeners, how do we connect with our purpose? It's through there. It's through your second chakra. It's finding, you know, what is your passion? What is your purpose? What do you want to be when you grow up? You know, then moving into your third chakra, where that's your action and my entrepreneur clients, that's, those are like the two biggest blocks that they have. Those two. And then the third eye, all of them really are, can be pretty jacked up, but (laughs) they're like the most popular ones. And then the third chakra is very popular for entrepreneurs. Like we were just saying, we're doing a million things, you know, and it's because our mindset, our belief with money is you have to work hard for money. And your third chakra is all action. It's all go, go, go. It's all courage, self-esteem, you know, move. What are you going to do? And that translates into, I have to work hard for money. That translates into doing more than one thing to validate who you are. And then, you know, going through all of them and they're just looking at me and, one of the worst things that anybody can do is tell me no, because then I'm going to be like, watch me. What's your sign? I have to ask. Gemini. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I say the truth all the time. And unfortunately, sometimes it hurts people's feelings. But I'm like, you know, if you want somebody to sugarcoat and tell you something else, I'm not your girl. But if you want to hear the cold hard facts and you want to get things done, then yeah, then we can, you can sit with me. What's your moon and your ascendant? I don't, I don't know. Everybody always asks me that. I mm. want to say that my moon is in Gemini too. Like Damn. both of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both of them are in Gemini. I know that my Venus is in Aries, which makes me a saucy lover. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably the one that that's anybody the one, cares yeah, about. That, exactly. That's the only important one, right? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Venus and Scorpio. Oh, that's a good one too. What sign are you? I'm a Scorpio. 
oh. with a Scorpio ascendant and then Aries moon. Nice. My so, son is Scorpio. When's your birthday? November 12th. I have so many Scorpio friends. This is probably why we get along. Yeah, really? Yeah. I'm not great with Gemini's though. Really? Yeah. So that's why I laughed the way I did. Well, it could be person. <laughs> Don't blame the whole horoscope. I know, I know. Don't I've blame learned. All the Gemini's. I've learned. I actually, one of my really good friends that I did the yoga teacher training with, I freaking love that girl to death. She's a Gemini. You see? So. I have a ton of Scorpio friends and like girlfriends, not mm -hmm. a lot of male Scorpio friends, but a lot of female Scorpio friends. And we get along so good. And I think it's just because, and maybe that's my personality too. I'm very headstrong and I respect that. Like I, I don't like wishy-washy people. I like people who are very strong and very independent. And I guess, you know, for me, I'm like good with that, you know? So I'm like, oh, okay. She's in a mood or whatever. I'm like, okay. You know, I have no problem. Just tranquilita, you know, chill. And that's it. But yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, so um, so we're at the solar plexus, mm -hmm. but it makes sense everything that you're saying. Mm -hmm. Like those first three, you know, chakras coming from the bottom up, mm -hmm. really is great. Like manifesting, getting, you know, being passionate about the things that you right. want to, because you don't obviously want to manifest something into your life if you're not fucking passionate about it, right? right. Well, some people do because more a lot of times people just want to chase the money. Mm -hmm. But if you hear anybody who is truly rich. And I'm talking about like rich, rich, like millionaire, billionaire status, not comfortable or wealthy or affluent or middle class. I'm talking about like the rich, rich. They're always the first ones to say, follow your passion and the money follows. But it's hard when you're not at that level to truly grasp that because you're still in those lower vibrational chakras, which let's just clear the misconception that somebody who's stuck in their root chakra is bad or evil. And I, I hate that. There's like such a stigma about it. And then there's this misconception that, oh, if you're connected to your third eye and your crown chakra, like I'm super, you know, yeah, elevated, <laughs> right? I'm very enlightened. And Get out of my face. <laughs> exactly. This is a podcast, not all of enlightenment. Exactly. Okay. Get out of here. Get out no, of my face. No, it's hilarious when people tell me like, oh, you're not all love and light. Like, you know, like you portray to me. I'm like, when have I ever portrayed right. to me? Like all of it. Like my podcast is literally yeah. called Not All of It Light. Yeah. So like when someone tries to offend me, like, oh, you're not all of it light. And I'm like, that's right, bitch. Thank you. No, I'm not. I mean, really? Like, <laughs> what are you trying to say here? Like, what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> like, what? But again, those are all preconceived notions. And I think... And it, it's funny because when I talk about like chakra blockages, I, I try to be very careful when I say that because I say, look, there's really no other word to explain it, but a block could also mean that it's excess energy. It's not that you don't have enough energy. So it's very interchangeable. It just means that there's a, an unbalance in that particular space and in that particular area of your life. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with somebody who is seated in their root chakra. You could have childhood trauma. You could have just lost your job or just gone through a divorce and that will make you go from love and light and abundance energy to, you know, like, what is that tower of terror where you just like drop all the floors and get into your root chakra because all of a sudden you're worried and you're like, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to take care of my family? So there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. You just want to be aware of where your energy is at all of those different times in your life and all of those different moments. You know, if it's something that you're consistently struggling with. And yeah, you definitely want to move out of that because the only way to bring in abund abundance is to release scarcity. The opposite of scarcity is abundance and vice versa. So you can't be in that energy and, and be worried about money and think that things are going to manifest. You can't. You see how, how I see it is that 
instead of it being like up and down, I mm-hmm. see it more like a cycle, like a circle, right? Because mm-hmm. what comes up must come down. So mm-hmm. when you're up and you're in that like heightened manifesting like state, right? That doesn't last long. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. So then it drops, right? And then you're in that low vibrational state. And then I feel in that state, that's where you start seeing what your shadows are, mm-hmm. right? The things that you need to work on in order to manifest this. And instead of going like up and down, it's like more like a cycle. Work on those shadows, work on the shit that you need to work on, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's scarcity or lack right. or whatever, you work on that and then you go up again. Right. And it's like a cycle. Well, and it's it's clearing the beliefs and it's clearing your money stories and it's like you said, bringing into the consciousness those places where your subconscious is driving everything that you do. Um, Because a lot of times those beliefs and those blocks come from childhood. Like I mentioned, some of them could be circumstantial. You know, you could have gotten divorced, you know, lost your job. And in that temporary moment, it caused you to react or to have a certain behavior. But a lot of those times it comes from our childhood, depending where you grew up, depending where you're from. Like I'm Cuban. So my family lost everything. They walked away from everything to come here to this country. So that's very deep seated from my mom, which then passed on to me when I was born because the second chakra as you create and the first and the second, it's in you from the time that you're born. That's why those two chakras are have to deal with so much ancestry lineage and so much of our ancestors. So you're carrying on that trauma. You're carrying on that fear that your parents had, you know, and then they, and then on top of that, then they passed you on like, I guess tiene que trabajar. like you got to work hard. You know, you can't just things that think that things are going to be given to you for free. Money doesn't grow on trees. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Those are all like beliefs that, you right. know, you grow up in an environment that mm-hmm. you hear like these saying, like, what do you think money grows on trees? Right. Like all of this stuff. And it's just like, like money is bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and a lot of people are scared of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they, they see it as this unattainable thing, so then they don't attain it. Right. Right. So is like also changing your relationship with how you think about money. Like money is a tool. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of thinking of uh, money is evil, money is this, money is that. Right. But those are all things that you have to change mm-hmm. because if you're a person that grew up in poverty and you grew up with nothing, it's very hard for you to see money as anything else because there's a lot of resentment towards that. You know, why does this person have that and I don't? you know, I'm a good person, you know, why doesn't good things happen for me? You know, why does this person have good luck and why do I have bad luck? You know, why do they keep telling me that, you know, follow your passion and don't follow the money and I'm doing what I love and I'm not getting paid, which those are all completely different things that tie into other stuff because you could be doing what you love and you could have that aversion or that resistance towards money. So you're doing what you love, but you're not sending your invoices, you're not asking clients to pay you, you know, you're doing things for free, um, you're embarrassed to ask people for money. So there's a lot of that different... That goes down to like the self-worth aspect too, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't know what your value is. Right. And that's all second chakra. Right. Which is passion and, you know, your creation. What are you doing? What's your purpose? And then there you go. You don't have value in yourself, so you don't ask for that money. Right. Versus someone who's in their third chakra is hustle, 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 and probably overly aggressive, overly dominant. You know, they probably have the self-esteem. They're asking for money. And in fact, they may be coming off, you know, a little bit rude or, you know, maybe too strong, overpowering because they're so much in that fire and that courage and that energy of the of the solar plexus. Right. 
really cool. I know. I love it. <laughs> Me too. It's so fun. Yeah, you're like lit up like yeah, just talking about it. I do. So what is your, your book called? So my book is Karmic Currency, Chakras and Money. Um, and in the book, it actually went to number one on Amazon about two years ago. So I'm super excited. Amazing. Yeah. And in Spanish, it went to number seven. So I was pretty psyched. Um, and, you know, it just is a testament about how much there isn't talk about money as an energy and really what our relationship is with it and how to get more of it and how to bring it, you know, from the outer space, from, you know, the vortex, like Abraham Hicks says, into our reality right here. Um, and that was really, you know, a passion project to write that book. Um, I really thought I was going to write a completely different book about, you know, my dark night of the soul and spiritual awakening and this whole thing, which I'm actually now just starting to write that second book. But Karmic Currency was born, the chakras and money were born. Um, and it was so exciting because when I first started it, I launched it to yoga teachers. Um, and I recorded um, the business of yoga with Kino McGregor. I did a bunch of, you know, business of yoga classes. I did a bunch of, you know, chakras and money and with the yoga poses and all the stuff and the meditations. And I would say that my first two classes that I ever did, nobody came. No one. Not one person showed up. Not even the people that I knew that were in the yoga class that knew me. Nobody. Um, and that's really hard. That's really hard to to stay committed um, to something when you're not seeing the support in real life. And it's really important to be so strong in your own connection with spirit and so connected in your purpose that you know that the message that you're bringing forth or that your purpose and what you're living is there. And it's just taking a little bit of time for people to catch up with it. And now it's been, it's been five and a half, almost six years since I started, you know, my business, Karmic Currency. And just now, I want to say over the last year and a half, maybe two, I'm starting to see more and more people talk about money as an energy. And I'm sitting there like with my hands on my hips going, well, what the fuck? You know, I've been talking about this for five years. Why am I not famous? <laughs> like, yes. Why am yes. I not on Fox, you know, or CNN or, you know, I mean, whatever. Like, why am I not the next Susie Orman, you know? Um, but it's coming. It's coming, and um, and I'm excited. I'm excited about you know what what the future is going to bring. I'm excited for you. I'm actually I'm excited to read your book. Like I'm telling you, like this happened so fast. Mm -hmm. We spoke like what two weeks ago. It's just like we're here. Yes. Um. So I'm really excited to read your book and and learn. Yeah, it's a short read. It's only like 107 pages. Um, you know, thinking about it now, I probably would do, because you can do this with books, like you can release like your first version and then you can do like a second version or like a second edition, whatever, it's something like that it's called. So I'm thinking maybe to expand on it um, because there is so much more that I've learned since the time that I actually wrote that book. And, um, and it's just really exciting. I mean, I've created courses around it so people can take, you know, the online course, they can study on their own and they can learn a little bit more. Like there's guided meditations through there. There's the foods that you can eat. There's, um, what else? Foods, the diets, the oils, you know, actions, behaviors, you know, things that you can look at, affirmations that you can say and that you can do, uh, to bring them in. Um, you know, and once you identify which chakra for you is blocked, you can, you know, go from there. And how would somebody go about doing that? Well, you know, you know I know, but like, it's the let secret them know. sauce. Hello. 
But it's a little fun game that I play. We can do it. You want to do it? Sure. So you just have to answer the question. Oh, God. <laughs> it's okay. It's a super simple question, so, which I think you, I might know your answer because I think you said it already, but we'll do it anyway. So fill in the blank. Money is? Abundant. That's the first word that came. Okay. So for people who tend to say money is abundant, they t- typically operate in the higher chakras. So the six, you know, the third eye or the crown chakra. What happens with people who operate in that abundant state is that they tend to be disconnected from their money because their belief is typically easy come, easy go. So money comes in, money comes out. You don't really care. It's like, eh, whatever, no big deal. And you tend to be a little bit sloppy with the finances. Like you'll forget a payment or like this happens. You're like, oh shit. And it's not because you didn't have the money most times. I forget. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you ain't wrong. You just forget. I'm like, oh, that must be my ADHD. Because I do set a, uh, I set reminders on my phone and the <laughs> reminder goes off. But then hello, I have to like shut off the reminder. And then I do it before I actually get it done. And then I just get an email like your fucking payment is late. And I'm like, ah, it's only pay- late a day. Please just <laughs> oh my gosh. me. That's so funny. It's so for so people bad. like you, who operate or anybody listening, right? Who feels that, oh, that was what I was going to say and resonates with that. The best thing for you to do is set up automatic bill pay. You know how many accounts I think are an automatic bill pay until they're not like my Xfinity bill. I'm uh like, why do I keep getting emails that it needs to be paid? And then I finally put it on auto pay. Because you go in and save your bank account information doesn't mean that they're taking it out. I realize that now. But I finally did it with this last week. I'm like, why am I still getting emails that I need to pay? Like, take it out. Uh, but see, that that happens to that happens to a lot of people. But the beauty of you know the good thing about I guess having that type of energy is that money is very fluid for you. You know, so there's opportunities. You seize it. You know, you always know that there's going to be more where that came from, and that's beautiful. Versus someone who's a little bit, you know lower in the vibrations who they may say, oh, money is abundant, but maybe what I just told you doesn't resonate. Number one, I'm reading your energy. I'm sitting across from you. So it's a different vibe, but rule of thumb people. And and this is the fun part, right? When I work with clients one-on-one, I'll ask them that question and they'll say, oh, abundant or, you know, energy, or they'll say something, you know, infinite, whatever word comes to their mind. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, yeah, no. (laughs) that's not your word (laughs) why are you telling me what I want to hear don't lie to me I have gifts I see through you what's that is that um, from Game of Thrones I'm like I drink and I know things right (laughs) so I know and it's and it's interesting because people think that they can just outsmart the universe but you can't the universe doesn't speak English Spanish Creole Russian the universe speaks energy and if your vibration and your frequency is off, it doesn't matter what freaking words come out of your mouth. It does not matter because you're lying mm-hmm. and the universe knows that you're lying. And there's a lot of talk about like, oh, taking inspired action. Okay. Yeah. Take inspired action, but you better be in fucking alignment with that inspired action. Don't use that fake it till you make it energy and mask it under inspired action because that's not what it works. And you're going to wind up manifesting the wrong thing or attracting the wrong thing, attracting more of what you don't want because your energy is not aligned with those things. So it's it's very powerful. It's very, very powerful. And I have those conversations 
all the time, you know, with, with the clients that, that I work with one-on-one. I'm like, no, listen, don't tell me what you think I want to hear. You know, I'm here to help you. The more honest you are, the more transparent that you are, the more clear that you are, the faster you're going to get results, the more we're going to get things done. But if you start, you know, BSing me, like, we're already what are starting we doing? this. Yeah, what are we like, doing here? <laughs> listen, I'll take your money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you want to pay me, it's all good. But don't be calling me later for a refund because you didn't get the results. You know, you weren't even honest with yourself in the beginning, you know, but not all coaches or, or people, you know, have those types of gifts that they can really read beyond what the person is telling them. So kind of a blessing and a curse. I know. I, I'm with you. <laughs> I, I, I do the, the life coaching and, and it is a blessing or a curse mm-hmm. because I have to call people out. And that's why they call me like, you're no BS coach mm-hmm. because I'm going to call you out on your shit. Yeah. Sometimes people don't like that, but I'm like, well, if you wanted a more love and light coach, you better have fucking gone somewhere else. Because exactly. I let them know from the get. Mm-hmm. Like with our strategy call, I'm like, if you're not okay with this, this and that, then I'm not the one for you. Right. You know, because I don't want no fucking surprises later. It's true. No, and and that's important. And a lot of, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs or a lot of, you know, coaches, which is which is an area right now that's really exploding. Like everybody wants to be a coach. And you know, it's it's not frustrating, but there's a lot of false or fake. We're you know, get into that. Oh, let's do it. We're gonna get into that. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Because I posted on my Instagram the other day. And I like went off because I was watching some chick on Instagram and I, I want to say that over like the last two weeks, I've started unfollowing a bunch of people because they, they start triggering me and I'm like, you know what? I don't need to be fucking triggered at eight 30 in the morning with watching your bullshit. And there was this one girl that I was watching and there's, you know, this coaching mentality of high ticket, high ticket, low ticket, low ticket, that the person who's low ticket is going to give you headaches versus the person that has a lot of money. And that's bullshit because I've worked with clients that have very little money that are paying what they can versus people that have millions and millions of dollars. Remember, I worked in a financial institution. I have a portfolio of clients, you know, that are affluent. And I'm watching and this chick is like, oh, the low ticket client is going to give you a headache and they're going to be this and they're going to be that. And I was so offended by watching what she said. And I was like, and people actually buy this? I go, this is toxic money energy. Mm-hmm. You're saying that someone who doesn't have money is not worth worthy. your time and the person who has money is worthy? Have you never dealt with a bratty rich bitch? Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I will give you your money back. Because these are the people, sometimes the people They're that worse. have money, exactly, They're are worse. worse, are worse. And the person who, you know, has the right energy that says, no, listen, this is something, it is a sacrifice, but. But it's an investment in right. money. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. And I, I just, I lost it. I went off. I was like, I don't care who I piss off. Like, unfollow me, bitch. I don't care. You know? And then I unfollowed her and I was like, thank God. Good yeah. riddance off my page. And now, now you feel so much better, I'm sure. <laughs> I do, I do. But I also felt that that message needed to be said because with the coaching profession growing as quickly as it is and with the online platform of more and more people trying to sell their courses and trying to sell those things and you know going into high ticket and low ticket, I think it's important for the end consumer. If you're the person that's looking for a coach, and you stumble across somebody and they're, you know, talking not just about their clients, but they're also 
you know, talking about how to launch a course or, you know, if you're a course creator, you know, and they're teaching you how to create that course. And that's the mentality that they're, that they're saying, I'm not saying that you shouldn't want to make money because you should, but I'm just saying like, check in with that energy. Does that vibe with you? I mean, if that's, if that's your reality and that's your vibe and that's your belief, then maybe that is the right coach for you. But if something inside of you is like, you know, that's, it's a little offensive, right? You know, and I have so many different price points to work with clients. I have clients that can work with me for 200 bucks and I have clients that work with me for $5,000. You know, it depends. And I give my clients the options because who am I to judge what, you know, my price is not your budget. Your budget is not my price, but I'll give you the options. And maybe they want to spring for, you know what? Okay. Yeah, I can, I can pay the five grand, you know, or maybe somebody says, no, look, I can't, I can do this and I'll just do the 200 perfect, but I'm not turning away clients because of money belief or because of high ticket, low ticket. I don't know. There's our rant. Yeah. No, I I think that's great because the thing is that if you're your money <laughs> mindset mm-hmm. coach too, and you're only taking high ticket clients, like what the fuck are you doing? Right. You know what I mean? Like the ones that are probably not able to invest as much mm-hmm. right now are the ones that probably need it the most. Right. Right. And then they could get there mm-hmm. and maybe like hire you for your other services, which I've, I've had clients do too. Like they'll start off with like a smaller package and then they're like, you know what? Like, let's just like, because I've, because with the money, mm-hmm. with the money mindset too evolving, also doing a lot of the inner work, yeah. right? So I've had clients that initially come to me and they're like, I literally don't even know how I am going to afford this, but mm-hmm. I feel like my soul needs it. Mm-hmm. And then opportunities start coming yep. up for them. Exactly. They start getting jobs that yep. they didn't even think mm-hmm. that they were capable of. They start opening up their own businesses. And yep. it's just like, they have so much money now that two months ago, you had no idea how the fuck yep. you were going to hire me a hundred percent and you went with your intuition mm-hmm. and you invested in yourself and now look at you because you trusted and that's that energy right when you trust in the universe the universe will continue to bring it into you Correct. because now you're moving from that place of abundance and a place of freedom versus a place of scarcity and fear because if you stay stuck in that fear energy then you're always going to be like holding on to your money, holding on to whatever. Look, think about like the Costco, right? People who shop in bulk. Why? Like, why do you need, you know, or these like extreme couponers? Like, why do you need 75 things of like Dawn soap? Fun fact that a lot of people may not know about me. Are you a hoarder? I was an extreme couponer for a while. Stop it. I still have the binder. Yeah. I have a binder. It's, Girl, I teach me how to dug in. I need to know how to do this. Listen to this shit. And, and to me, it was more like of the rush of like not paying for something uh-huh. or just I had so much fucking de- de- um, detergent. And uh, so I had do a you binder. you still have? Because I actually need to go buy some laundry detergent. No, I'll go it, buy your house it's and been get years. it. <laughs> it's been years since I stopped extreme couponing. But um, so I had a binder separated by categories, right? Uh-huh. And when I would get like four newspapers... Because, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but you could use coupons on free items. So if something's buy one, get one free, you could still use a coupon on the free item. So then the original price drops double. So on the one that you're paying for. Exactly. So let's say this. Because it's buy one, get one free. So correct. if you use the coupon, then Twice. that that buy item is so half let's off. So say, let's say I'm so buying detergent. So 50% on one off free. So I'm, let's say the I'm detergent. Fascinated. Yeah. <laughs> so let's say the detergent is buy one, get one free. Uh-huh. Right. And I have this coupon for 
all detergent, right? And I have two of them, right? Because I get four newspapers because uh-huh. it needs to be an even number for the free ones. So when I pay the buy one, get one free, I'm paying, let's say, what, $8, but I have a, two coupons for $2 off. I give it to them and I get $4 off the price of one. Yes. My mind is blown. So, right do you now. see how I ended up with so much de- deodorant, so much detergent, so much well, soap? Well, listen, I have sons. Deodorant necessarily wouldn't be a bad <laughs> thing, neither have, with detergent. I still have but, what I still have a lot of. I have a lot of razors. I have, and I stopped couponing like four years ago. I have deodorant. I have like um, body um, soap. Uh-huh. This is still like from years ago. Oh my God. It's crazy. A lot of I people don't it. know that about me, but it was my ex-husband was like, do we really need all of this shit? And then whenever we needed it, I'm like, looking at him like, do you need it? Do you yeah. need to wash your clothes? Do you need to wash But how long was it that you actually like, look, and again, those are, those are fun things. But to my point, right, the extreme couponing is, and it's, um, it's a scarcity because it's a hoarding. It it's takes a, a lot of a time. Hoarding. It mm-hmm. takes a lot of time to also like sit there. But to me, it was more like a game and mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It was fun for me. Like, yeah. oh, like how much am I going to pay for like all of this shit? Right. Oh, my God. And then I would also get like there's a lot that I would get that I wouldn't use, but then I would donate. Right. Right. Listen, to, like, right now with inflation the way it is, it probably would be a good idea to go back to doing <laughs> some of that. Maybe you could like teach a whole thing on that. Because I was always fascinated. I watched, like, I think it was on, was it on TLC, the Extreme Couponing What do you think got me into this shit? And you know what pissed me off? Oh. That Florida, you can't double coupons like in all those other states. You can't? No. You can't. Oh. Well, we could road trip to, like, Georgia. <laughs> Take, like, a no, day. in the diapers? Well, the van. Oh, my God. When I had, when my kid was, was small, like, the couponing for the diapers, I paid, like, $5. For, like, oh, my God. I remember when my boys were little. It's super expensive. Yeah, the so, diapers, the formula, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, so fun That's fact. hysterical. Romy is an extreme couponer. No, you're recovered. <laughs> recovered. You are recovered. You know, sometimes I have, I, now all I do is that I'll just go on Publix app and check the coupon. Like, let's see if there's anything that I'll use. Right. Or CVS. But like, oh I don't get Oh my God, no, four- wait, hold on. CVS <laughs> like is out of control with the receipts. I I never use them. I don't even understand. Like, what is the purpose? Like, why don't they just have a freaking app where it just registers your phone number? It's like, oh, last time you were here, you could save a dollar and just like automatically. But they ching, do. Ching, 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 their, no. their app has, you could send the coupons to your card. But when I type my phone number. Download the app. Oh my God. All right, fine. I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to do it right now. Okay, look, we're no, getting less. No, light, light, love, and couponing. No, listen, the fucking CVS, I swear to God, like, my husband is like, you're walking different coming out of there. Cause I was just so like, oh my God, like, I just made money, right? Cause you could use the store coupons too, right? So uh-huh. the store coupons is the store. So if the store has a dollar off, detergent uh-huh. plus you have the merchant dollar off detergent oh, right and then you have man. five one get one free girlfriend dude i don't know i think you might be creating a monster right now she just she just passed on the freaking coupon <laughs> spirit wait till i show you my freaking binder i still have it oh my god that's hysterical and of course it was just like in sections and it had my name and phone number like if i lost that shit you better return it oh my god serious serious shit bible that's hysterical i never met anybody who was an extreme couponer i'm like fascinated i feel like i should be interviewing you now well 
that was yeah those are good times good times for sure but then yeah it started getting a little bit like we literally i had a i had a storage a no shed. i had a shed Stop. and it was just like you know the hurricane came and took it away so it's just like <gasps> it was at a sign this point, for the universe i'm like i'm not doing this all over again and i'm done Oh my God, that's that's insane. Yeah. So I don't know what was the extreme coupon comment that I was going with or what chakra that was, but yeah. <laughs> Low vibrational scarcity mentality. <laughs> yes, there we go. Except the, that rule doesn't apply to Romy. <laughs> no. I Everybody was, else but her. Okay, it was a lot just, of fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody wanted to get started with doing this work, like what would, what would be some tips or some things that you would suggest for them to do with well which which kind of work with the with the money mindset and changing their mindset well you know first is identifying what your mindset is and you can have you know not just the mindset but identifying your money story and you can have more than one money story you know you can have a few when i do group classes we i take you through a guided meditation to identify what your money story is and then you know i tell people i'm like you could have more than one and that's perfectly fine. Like I've said before, if you had a midlife crisis or something happened as you got older, then you may have more than one. So start with understanding what those are. Start thinking about like, what are the common phrases that you use or you say about money? You know, like money doesn't grow on trees, like we said, or, you know, easy come, easy go. So start, you know, looking at what are those things that you say and how do you treat your money? What is your relationship with money? Really start looking at your money like if it was your best friend. And when you start looking at that, you're going to start to realize how is it that you treat your money? Do you avoid it? Do you ignore it? You know, do you like not pay attention to it? Or, or are you obsessive? You know, are you like a jealous girlfriend with your money? Are you like, where did that money go? And who took money out of my account? And I need to check my bank balance. And, and like, where is it all? the transaction and the audacity that yeah. everything is correct. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, please. I know. Like the audacity. what's with the pending payment? Just take your money and just go away. So do you have any other tips for, you know, money or small businesses that you could share? Um, yeah. So for small business owners, um, I think one of the things that I'm starting to see a lot is, and, and I think it's funny because when I post, I do a lot of small business lending. So I'll have people message me and they're like, oh, I want, you know, I need a loan for my business. And I'm like, okay, you know, have you made money? And they're like, no. So let's just clarify that. Because you have like an LLC or you started a company through like official documents does not mean that you have a business. A business is not a business until you have like your first client and you're actually making money. <laughs> so let's just clear that up. Um, you know, but I think that's that's kind of important um, for people to understand, you know, that when you have a business, you really need to be able to generate revenue, you know, and, and make money through it. If you just have a corporation, you know. It's, you just made a payment to SunBiz. Yeah, you just exactly. You just donated your money to the state of Florida, and even if you did and you haven't and you haven't done anything yet with your corporation, you still have to file a tax return for that. So a lot of people don't do that as well. They um they wait, and I'm like, oh, did you file a tax return? They're like, no, I didn't make any money. And I'm like, yeah, but you still needed to file a zero dollar tax return to the IRS. Like you just can't not file. <laughs> so a lot of people think that thank you so much for joining me today this has been so much freaking fun thank uh, you where can people find you so i am like all over instagram i just got on tiktok so you can follow me there i don't have a lot of followers yet 
Um, where else? You know, Facebook for my business page, really um, online. But if anybody is looking to, you know, really change their relationship with money and really take their their small business to the next level or just really understand what's happening, then definitely working with me one-on-one is probably going to be the best thing that you can do. Um, so yeah, that's the what, best way to get really hands-on. What's your handle? At Karmic Currency. Yeah, I would help if I said that yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just go find her. She's yeah. going to appear like you did for me. <laughs> well, I'm sure when you post this, it would you're going to tag me yes, anyways. Yes, but yes, yes it's at Karmic Currency. All my handles are at Karmic Currency. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for being here and I really appreciate it. And I'm really looking forward to whatever, you know, this is going to end up being like our relationship because there's no coincidence. Yes. I'm adding a new Scorpio to my, (laughs) to my friends list. And I'm adding a Gemini. This is, this is interesting. Yeah. See, maybe, maybe those are all the lessons, all the lessons. Yes, for sure. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Remember to like and subscribe and leave a review if this episode was life-changing or informational for you in any type of way and you feel somebody else might benefit for it, share it. All right, and remember, guys, it's not all love and light.